Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, I'm Mark Child, Chairman and CEO of Condor Gold. Um, we have a 2.3 million ounce resource in Negragor. It's fully permitted. Uh, we're going to, we bought a mill. We're clearing the site. Um, from day one, we should be a 100,000 ounce gold producer per annum and then ramping up to 150,000 ounce per annum. Hello, Mark. Now, we, we were going to see each other uh, over at the, the two conferences in the United States, but I, I, I couldn't actually make it. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to do the quarantine component, but you, you did. And the other thing I wanted to speak to you about was the fact that you'd actually managed to get into Nicaragua. Why did you go there? Because the assets there, firstly, <laughs> and uh, we on the way to the conferences, you have to spend 14 days somewhere. So rather than being on a beach in Mexico, visiting uh, the operations made a lot more sense, Matt. So, um, but it was great to be there. Um, we've uh, got the mill now, which we purchased and spoke about last time, is 80% in the country. And I went to the warehouse and saw it there. Um, I also had a meeting, a one-on-one meeting with the Minister of Energy and Mines, and he kept me waiting 10 minutes. Uh, so I linked my laptop up to uh, a, a TV monitor in the minister's boardroom uh, and showed him 15-page presentation on photos of the mill coming into the country. And I followed it by a 3D video of the processing plant design around the mill we purchased, which is fully engineered now to an FS level, plus or minus 50% engineering. Uh, and you could see him sort of sitting there going, oh, it's really happening. It's in the country and you've designed it. And so I had a three-hour meeting. So that was that was wonderful uh, to get that one-on-one with the main minister. Uh, and I went to site. Uh, we've got four drill rigs we're running at the time on drilling Mestiza, which we put some drill results out on. And we're doing FS studies on hydraulic pump tests. And we're doing some geotechnical drilling. And we're clearing the site uh, doing the site preparation and clearance. So, uh, yeah, great two weeks in Nicaragua. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked this story last time we spoke, actually, because I think this story's been, you, you're kind of getting to the final yards, as it were, because you've been telling the same story for a few years to kind of get people to pay attention. And now to get the mill, especially starting to come into country, it becomes real in a way. And that's what kind of in, intrigued me. You also kept the message quite simple last time around. But, here's the but, you talk a language of feasibility studies and you've just put out a, a PEA. Is that a step backwards? Yeah, that's a good question. We we have put out a pre-feasibility study, the one before a bankable feasibility study, if you like. Um, feasibility studies can only have indicated or measured or indicated ounces, which are the higher ounces and can only have reserves in there. And we're proceeding with a feasibility study on the mainland year pit. Um, we put out a PEA, and some people call that a scoping study, to show what could this be like where do we want to be? Um, and that was uh, came out with 150,000 ounces of gold per annum uh, for nine years, which is a nice number uh, to, to have out there. That, that's on our mineral inventory at the moment with open pits and underground. Um, if we use $1,700 an ounce gold, uh, that comes up with a net-net present value of uh, $418 million. I say net-net because a lot of the Canadians put out pre-tax MPVs, uh, which as an investment banker, your, 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 your toes will curl over, but it's uh, net of royalties, net of corporation tax, net of the upfront capex number I've mentioned. Um, so that's a, still a pretty good number to have $418 million if we did that bigger scenario. Um, as I say, we and that has a 12-month payback, which is good. We also showed a second scenario where if it was open bid only, we'd have about a $300 million 
uh, just over NPV, we'd have uh, slightly higher IRRs of 56%, still the same 12-month payback period. Um, so extremely attractive economics um, uh, from, from, from the material that, that, we've, that we've currently got. Um, and that's why we wanted to show that. I can talk a little bit more if you'd like. On, well, I, I wouldn't mind, actually. I wouldn't mind, actually, because, you know, PEAs, I should say, is what it could be, right? Not what it should be. So the PFS, moving it up those, that study curve is, is really, really important. But I, I just noticed, the, we talked last time, the mill was 2,300 tonnes per day. That's not going to deliver you 150,000 ounces a year, is it? That's correct. Um, so the mill that we purchase is uh, a big sag mill. It's brand new with 18-month warranties, 2,300 tonnes a day. With a slightly bigger motor, it can be 20% bigger at 2,800 tonnes a day. So the FS-level designs we've done are... Uh, are to laid out to double that capacity, both the mill area and all the tanks and leach tanks. And we're clearing that site preparation at the moment. So we're trying to do a minimum capex, maximum cash flow to high grade this. And so on the mill we've purchased, it'll do 2,300 tonnes a day. Our base case will be 100,000 ounces of gold per annum. And then we, we, do a, we add a ball mill or we, that takes us up 50% to 150,000. If we get lucky with our drilling and discovery, we double that capacity. Could be a two hundred thousand ounce production, but we've laid all that out within within the studies. Okay, like, I don't mind hundred thousand ounces. Fine, you know, most most companies producing hundred thousand ounces are in or around the five hundred thousand million dollar mark in terms of market cap. So if you get there, that that's that's good news. But you talked to us last time about a stage one approach and a stage two approach. So again, just remind the audience what, what stage one is. Obviously, I think well, most of what we've been talking about here is there anything else we've not touched upon. Yeah, no, stage one is uh, open pitable. Um, um, stage two basically adds the underground in as well. So we have a high-grade high scenario where we have full-grand material coming through the open pits. Um, we can comfortably do 100,000 ounces per annum um, through that. And then we, out of cash flow, and out of going back to the markets, we can, uh, because it's high-grade and throws off a huge amount of cash, 800 all in sustaining cash costs, we can finance the underground development out of the operating cash flow and then also uh, expand the mill by adding a ball mill on to increase that capacity from 2,300 to say 4,000 tons a day in, in stage two. So we, we, we think that's internally fundable. Right. Okay. So, okay. So that, that explains that. So with regards to um, right, share prices come off. I think most charts look quite similar to yours at the moment with it goes to precious metals. So um, how's money? Are you going to be able to get through um, this next phase that you're going through? Uh, we will need to come to the market uh, for, for cash. You know, we're in that business, um, unfortunately, where we don't have any revenues at the moment. But we have delivered significantly by de-risking the project. We bought the mill. We're doing an FS study. We're two-thirds of the way through that FS study. So an update on the FS since we last spoke. Um, we have completed the FS designs on the processing plant. We've completed FS designs by bankable feasibilities, FS and both the Canadians. On metallurgy, we've completed the site-wide water balance, which is the hydrology. Um, so those are the uh, geotechnical. We've completed 1,800 meters of geotech. We've got one rig. We might have to, we're going to have to go back and do a little bit more geotechnical drilling. But, but that's still on track to be delivered in Q1 of next year as we speak today, unless there's some operational uh, difficulty on the ground. But, but that, that's, that, that's looking positive. We continue to de-risk. We bought pretty much all the land. I mean, 97% or so of the land. The rest is uh, 
we have prices for it and we can close it should we want to. So there's no risk on buying the balance of land, in my opinion. And I've been saying that for the last 12 months and we delivered on that. Uh, so it's getting to be uh, the site clearance. We've completed the phase one of all the site preparation of 10 hectares. Uh, there's a nice photo on our latest PowerPoint presentation uh, showing showing where that, that is. Um, uh, so so it, we've made significant progress. You have, um, but I'm just, are you so disappointed by the reaction to the PEA? You know, do, do you think there was a case of didn't quite understand why you'd done the PEA or, you know, if the numbers indeed are deliverable? I mean, what was the feedback that you got, certainly when you were in the States at those conferences, for instance? Uh, we put it out uh, on, on the sort of third day of the, con- on the second day of the conference at the Precious Metal Summit in, in Colorado. The PEA has been well received. I think we did have, uh, if you look a week ago, the Huey Art Gold Bug Index is down 50% from its high 12 months ago. Uh, that's the main indice in our sector of the junior producers and explorers. So that's off 50%. Um, and say all, all ships decline with a uh, declining tide and rise with one to an extent. Uh, so we are in a sector that, and if you look at people like Caliber Mining in Nicaragua, their share prices are off 50%. Hochschild in Peru, or FTSE listed, is off 50%. Barrick Gold, biggest gold producer, is off 38%. So, and gold's come off uh, $250. So we're in a we're in a sector now uh, where gold is a little bit out of favor. Um, some redemptions coming in the funds within people. So I think it's more sector rather than us. In fact, Condor, isn't off halved. It's actually held up relatively well over the last two, three months because I think of the significant progress we've made in de-risking the project and the and the excellent drill results that we've actually put out. So as a relative performer in the last say three months, it's been we, we we've held up well. well. That's not a great consolation to, to the people when they see a share price being weak. No, but so but what do you do about it as a as a management team? Because yes, the market's weak, but it usually means that the money disappears. The money starts to look elsewhere or just holds it in reserve and waits till some sort of recovery. If you are going to need to get to market, you either start in conversations or you're in conversations and are aware that people are waiting for something to happen or do you think it's case you're just going to have to resign yourself to raising slightly more expensive money than you'd hoped? We might have to raise slightly more expensive money than we hoped. We've got uh, positive strong supportive shareholders as we've discussed before the directors have 22 percent of this and uh, they're going to continue to be supportive and jim mellon who you know is got an eight is an eight and a half percent shareholder i'm actually talking from his property at the moment so we, we uh and he continue to support you, is he not allowing <laughs> no, you to leave until no, the share price recovers no, What's that no, no 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 <laughs> I think I think the share price is um, no. He's I can tell you he's extremely supportive and thinks this is an extremely attractive uh, opportunity to get involved with the company. Uh, at, at our level of small market cap company, say sixty million pounds, the 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 share price to an extent is not dictated by the institutions. It's dictated by retail investors buying and selling their sort of ten or twenty or or hundred grand. It tends to be that way more driven, and, and at the moment. People are, are just sitting on their hands. We've seen gold stabilize right now, I think. Um, it's forming a bit of a base. And I just suggest this is, you know, if, you, if you look forward, this is still uh, an attractive proposition. I do think gold will go materially higher over the next uh, uh, two to five years. 
uh, um, particularly with sort of negative real interest rates and $18 trillion of sovereign debt out there. But that's another story if we start to talk about gold. So I think firstly, people have to be take a reasonably positive view on gold. Uh, and this is an, almost an option on the gold price from, a, from an investment perspective for many people. And it could quite easily, we see gold go up another $100, this share could be back to 50p in a matter of days. And with regards to the um, CapEx on, on the PEA, I know it's open put yes. initially, and I know you've done it, for, well, say full price, 1700 ounce. Uh, so, uh, dollar uh, per ounce um, gold. What, what, what are we looking at? Uh, I know it's a 12 months payback. I just want to get in and remind people some of the numbers involved here. So to yeah. the end, what I want to say is it's not an insurmountable amount of capex that you need to raise. That's that's correct. We will, for, for our stage one, we're looking at a capex of around $100 million. So we're trying to keep it down to a round number and I'm trying to come in at the moment underneath that. Now, for, for a PFS, everything has to be brand new numbers. Just bear that in mind. We have sunk costs. We bought the SAG mill for $6.5 million. And just to remind people, half that payment was in shares at 50p versus today's share price of 40p or well, 38, 40p. Um, so, and that was by First Majestic Silver, a $4 billion company, accepted our shares. And that's, that's a nice, a nice validation. We've also bought the land, that's a sunk cost. So we have a number of sunk costs uh, which reduce our capex. We can also from here buy second-hand equipment to keep the capex down, just bear that in mind. Um, there are, at this stage, when you've got permits, you've got the mill, you've bought the land, you're clearing the site, I can tell you a lot of people are coming along offering gold loans or debt. Um, there are different pocket private equity funds that I met at the conferences, um, provide debt and equity. So. It could be 60-40 debt-to-equity split. I recently hired, since the 1st of September since we met, I hired the uh, former CEO of Caliber Mining that has two big commercial mines in the rag and producing 160,000 ounces. So I now have a full-time CFO and his mandate over the next six months is to look at the different financing options between debt-to-equity, gold loans. We won't use royalties or streams. So who's that? Um, who's that chap? John, John, John Seberg. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's ex, ex Newmont for 12 years, VP at Newmont in IR and uh, um, CFO, former CFO of Canada. So that's a nice vote that he should want to come join us. He's studied the company extremely in, in detail, as you can imagine, uh, for, for a variety of reasons. When he, and he knows Nicaragua well. And uh, as he said to me, I'd rather do business at Nicaragua than anywhere else in Latin America. Okay. <laughs> Strong words. <laughs> Yeah. Very good. Um, okay, like so, so he's on board. He must think that this is he's capable of getting this thing funded, whatever the re- the equity debt ratio is. So, you, but you're some ways away from that. So, between now and yes. what period do you think um, you're going to need to go? Because I say you, you may need to raise money at a slightly more expensive rate than you'd hoped, but it's all relative to how quickly you can get this thing into production. That's what people need to believe that you can Correct. get this thing to production. And how quickly that ramp up is presumably, I don't know, three three month optimization process, and then twelve months to you know get to a point where you're running at a, a an annualized run rate of a hundred thousand. Is that is that the plan? Well, in terms of I, that normally when you commission a mill, the first three months has a few teething issues before they the engineers issue uh, announce. Um, uh, commercial gold production, I think is the sort of phrase. So they sign off. And at that stage, we'd be running, after three months, I'm 
that the next 12 months after that with the targets under thousand ounce gold you know, just to just to clarify yeah that, that, uh, the, the number that we're putting out as a base case for us yeah okay okay well that, that's what I was getting at so so do you view the money that you may have to raise between now and having to do the debt equity solution with your new CFO you, you, it's, it's all do you say it's relative or do you say well actually we're going to try and raise as little as possible there. I mean, how, how do you look at that? Because again, you're well, people looking in and we'll just going, to... "Oh man, it's dilutory." How do you see it? You're you're, you're right. I think I think uh, anybody in a share like Condor knows there's going to be dilution around the market because there's no revenues and negative cash flows. So uh, I think I think that's a given and probably already reflected in our share price. And to some extent, perhaps one of the things that's uh, 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 an uncertainty on our share price is the question of how you're going to finance this, and maybe that's what you're driving at. Um, I can tell you that we will most likely need, or we will need, an interim financing ahead of debt finance coming in. And I mentioned the FS is in Q um, Q1 next year, so we, we're not going to have the upfront capex construction financing uh, until Q Q1 some stage next year. I can't give you the month yet. It just depends how we get on with the studies on the ground and SRK Consulting in the UK um, um, finalise the FS study. Okay, so it all feels quite near. So what are the things that concern you between now and then? Well, the gold price, I think everybody would concern. We'd like to see that stabilise and ideally like it to go up, you know, 200 points or so. Uh, but operationally, having just been to Nicaragua you know, for, for a couple of weeks, it's all going very well on the ground. The, if you like, the ship has sailed. We we are going to build a mine here. We've got the mill and eighty percent of it's in the country. Uh, I've been to the warehouse. I've seen it delivering. I get weekly reports coming in. We're clearing the site. We're doing all the engineering studies. We've hired also a mining engineer from Oceana Gold, their long-term mine planner at the Hale project in South Carolina. Um, I say we've hired. They're building the team to take this to this next level. I'm. There are presidential elections um, in a month's time in Nicaragua. That, that's been flagged for 12 months. It's, it's, it's fully, dis- for me, it's fully, dis- we know the result, President Day is going to get re-elected. Uh, the good thing- Why do you say that? The mining perspective- how, how can you say that? Why do, why do, why do I say that? Yeah. Uh, well, well, no, why? Well, how, 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 how can you back <laughs> it up? <laughs> well, the most diplomatic way of putting that is he's running for a fourth term. Um, and the, the Sandinista party control um, most organs of state within Nicaragua, from the military um, to the police. Um, and uh, the, the, lots of people are just going to vote for that, for that party. So I think it's and one of the things you'll see in the international press is, is um, uh, allegations of the lack of free and fair elections. So I think that, that I'm not saying anything uh, that is not actually out there in the public domain. What I would say is that the, the current government has been incredibly supportive of mining. I've met the Minister of Energy and Mines for three hours. They want to see the project up there. This is a main area of economic activity for them. But I think that the presidency will, will get re-elected. That shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Okay. No, it's just not everyone understands the economics of South America, and um, it's, it's sort of interesting. In, in the light of conversations in Peru and Chile and Ecuador and you know Nicaragua, it's the same sort of language. But well, so I say that Nicaragua doesn't seem to have the same well, issues around well, socialism. Well, well, exactly. Thank you very much. It is socialist, but with it, with a, with a with a firm hand at the tiller. Let's say you could go the socialist route down in 
Chile or in Peru, and look what happens to the share price of Hochschild. I mean, the unions go on strike. They want to put taxes on, increase in royalty. Um, it can, a lot of people are questioning whether they want to do business in these parts of the world anymore, and CapEx is on hold. You're not seeing that with Nicaragua at all. It, it's being incredibly supportive of mine. Well, if I could just talk to two other things since we last spoke. One is we put some draw results out on the Steezer project. So that. this is a high-grade pit Very. Um, of 120,000 ounces at uh, 8 grams. Uh, we're putting an 7,800 7, meters on that. So that's quite a a chunk of change of drilling for us. Mm. We've actually only got about 800 meters left. So we put some drill results out uh, 10 days ago. Mm. Uh, super high grades. We got three, uh, 4.1 meters at half an ounce at 15 grams, 40 meters beneath the surface. Uh, and uh, 80 meters beneath the surface, we got 3.6 meters almost an ounce at 29 grams per ton gold. What's the significance of this? It's it's converting inferred to indicated. And back to your point, where's the mill feed coming from? How do we expand? And we're not doing the FS on that small pit. We're doing it on the main landier pit, which so, has so, so, about... inferred to indicated, yeah? Is that what you just said? Yes, yes. It. It, okay. on, that's what we're doing on the Steezer pit. So, the, uh, and, and that should come on our studies. That should give us a gold production of, a, of, of just over 80,000 ounces of gold. And that'll be $130 million of revenue. Um, and about $90 million of EBITDA just coming out of that pit. Because the, why? Because the grade is 5.37 grams per tonne. It's super high grade. And that gives you a quick... So I'm talking $80 million of cash flow or EBITDA coming out of a single small pit of 80,000 ounces within 100 meters of the surface. So that, 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 those were great draw results. The market should have gone up 10 20% on the back of that, our share price. It didn't. That, that's a status of the, the gold price coming down and general lack of interest in the sector, which we, we discussed. And the other thing, but the, the PFS is on the main pit of Landia, which is uh, 685,000 ounces, of, of which about 650 is in the indicated category and will be res is reserves in the PFS, and we're taking that over. So we're financing this off the main pit of Landia, which is much, much bigger. And it's, a, it's eight times bigger than Mestiza, but Mestiza has doubled the grade. That's the point. The main pit's 2.7 grams, which is still very high grade open pit. This is actually 5.3. The second thing to talk to very briefly is cacao. We put in drilling uh, on cacao. Uh, that had a strike length of 450 meters uh, and has 60,000 ounces on. We've expanded that to 1,000 meters now. And we've, but importantly, as we've drilled down, we've got a whole system there of about 1,000 meters long uh, and 10 meters wide. And the geologists tell me this is a com completely preserved epithermal vein system. Now, we've clipped the top of the system. Uh, it's in a downthrown block. The rocks on the surface are called sinter, which shows the top of a boiling zone. Um, but if we're correct on this, we need more drilling. Um, but this is uh, could easily be a half a million or a million ounces within that uh, cacao-preserved epithermal vein system. So that's the other part of our strategy, to show we have 5 million ounces, and we've done that again unfortunately are uh, we're delivering at the operational level but the share price isn't, hasn't hasn't moved thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com and of course our youtube channel crux investor plus you can catch us most days on twitter and linkedin we really love getting your feedback so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon